Hello Instagram. Hopefully everything works today <laughs> because yesterday it didn't. Hello everybody on the podcast, on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Welcome to our daily live stream where we are going over the book, The Power of Now, which is a guide to spiritual enlightenment by Eckhart Tolle. Hey girl. Um, we are going over this book and we're at the tail end of it. So we're just kind of learning how to deal with some situations in our life that causes pain and causes struggling, um, by learning what it means to surrender to what is. So again, I hope that the sound is okay on Instagram. If not someone, please let me know. Robert, let me know if you can hear me or not. Yesterday we had sound issues on Instagram, apparently. Um, and then I see Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, you're over here. We're going to go ahead and get started. Oh, you can hear me. Great. All right. So we are almost done with this book. We are in chapter, I believe this is chapter 10. So I'm just going to highlight a few things in this book and then we'll be moving on. So again, if you have anything that you want me to study with you, or you want to hear my perspective along with the author, because maybe it's a book that was meaningful or impactful, or you've heard that you need to read, but you kind of want a little bit of help getting through it, then make sure you let me know. We are starting off with the question. Um, I can see that if I'm in a situation that is unpleasant or unsatisfactory and I completely accept the moment as it is, then there will be no suffering or unhappiness. I will have risen above it, but I still can't quite see where the energy or motivation for taking action and bringing about change will come from if there isn't a certain amount of dissatisfaction. So we're kind of covering a little bit of what we talked about yesterday when we said that, um, you know, oftentimes in order for us to rise above a situation, we have to kind of accept and surrender to what is, and then start to think about how we can change the future moment, this moment and this moment in order to shape the future moments that we will experience. And so this person that's talking to Eckhart is just kind of reiterating the fact that it's kind of difficult to understand that if something doesn't make you have pain or doesn't make you feel uncomfortable, then how are you going to know that you need to change it? If, if you try to make everything seem la-di-da, right? And so Eckhart says, in the state of surrender, you can see very, very clearly what needs to be done and you take action doing one thing at a time and focusing on one thing at a time. Learn from nature, see how everything gets accomplished and how the miracle of life unfolds without dissatisfaction or unhappiness. That's why Jesus said, look at the lilies, how they grow. They ne neither toil or spin. If your overall situation that you're experiencing right now is not what you want it to be, it's unsatisfactory or it's unpleasant, separate out this instant and surrender to what is. That is the flashlight that is cutting through the fog. So, you know, when you're in a situation or circumstance and you don't feel like you can understand how to get out of it, it can feel overwhelming. You may not know what steps to take. You may not know the first step to take. Then again, what he's saying is that this surrender is going to be the flashlight that cuts through the fog. And then your state of consciousness then ceases to be controlled by external conditions. You are no longer coming from reaction and resistance. Um, here's a little bit more information if you need more tips on how to move through your difficulties 
um, using this type of an energy. So he says, then look at the specifics of the situation and ask yourself, is there anything I can do to change the situation, improve it or remove myself from it? So you're experiencing difficult situations and circumstances. Maybe in the past you've learned that you need to try to change things and manipulate external factors, change your partner, change a circumstance in order for you to have the happiness or the peace that you want to achieve. Um, so what he's saying is number one, surrender, right? Just accept this is what it is right now. And then let's turn inward a little bit and let's start to do a little bit of self inquiry to see how we can truly address this situation and how we can truly take what we call yesterday as positive action or surrendered action. And so if you ask yourself those questions, is there anything that you can do to change the situation, improve it or remove yourself from it? then you can take appropriate action if so. So if you can change it, then you know that that may be the route you need to take. If you can improve it, then that may be the route you need to take. Um, but if you need to remove yourself from it, which is sometimes what we need to do, but we don't have the bravery and the courage needed in order to remove ourselves from situations that we've outgrown or that no longer serve us, then you also have to be very um, honest with yourself about being able to remove yourself from a situation. Hey, Rotonda, um, let's see. Focus not on the 100 things that you will or may have to do at some future time, but focus on the one thing that you can do right now. We kind of talked about this in Atomic Habits. Oftentimes we may have this vision for where we want to be in the future. And instead of just figuring out the next right step in order to start to move in the right direction, a lot of us will try to think about, okay, the outcome is out here. How am I ever going to get to that outcome given where I am right now? And we get discouraged and we get overwhelmed. And instead of actually doing something productive, like taking the first little step forward, we take no steps forward. And so we end up paralyzing ourselves and not taking the appropriate action that we need to take. You need to learn to understand how change works how having a better life works. Yes, you can have this vision. You want to have a vision. You want to have a dream. You want to have a goal for how it is that you want your life to be in the future. However, you don't have to figure it all out. All you need to do is just take this first next step, the next right step that you can think of. This does two things. Number one, it just starts to change some momentum and get some energy shifts going in your life. And number two, what you will find is that life unfolds through you. So how you show up in life, the decisions that you make, those little micro decisions you make when you decide, am I going to choose myself or am I going to choose something else? Am I going to go closer to my goal or am I going to go away from my goal? All of these little different things are important micro decisions that are going to be moving you in the direction that you need to move in order to get something accomplished. However, once you take this first step, you don't have to do it all yourself because that first step where you are shifting energy and you are taking these positive actions in the right directions are often a signal for 
your world to start to shift around you because you are serious and you mean business and you want to move forward. And so you don't end up having to do a lot of the things that you want to accomplish by yourself. That means you don't have to figure out the next steps that you need to take. And it also means that you don't need to do all the, the creation and the effort that you think that you need to do relying on your own power. That's not how things work. Yes, you have to take action. You have to take, people call it inspired action, positive action, active action. You have to do all of the things. However, you don't, it's almost like a, a momentum. That's how you build momentum. And this wind gets in yourself and it helps to move you forward. Um, for some of you that are religious or spiritual, you can say that you meet up with the power of the universe, you meet up with the power of God, so you don't have to do it all yourself. But a lot of times what we wanna see, because we've been taught to judge was how life works through our senses and through what we can see, taste, touch, hear, smell, whatever it is, we wanna see proof of us being able to move in the right direction. You wanna have it all figured out. and what you fail to realize is that there is this energy and this information and this power that is available to you. And you're not going to see the evidence of how it works in your life. If you sit around waiting for evidence or the right moment or the right time or, or what you think needs to be in place or right in order for you to be successful, you just have to learn that you have to take that baby step forward. And then you also have to surrender, right? It's a baby step forward in a positive surrendered action because when you're surrendered and you're at peace and you're coming from your power place and you're present and you're in the now, you can hear the information and the guidance that you need to hear about the next steps that you need to take, which are probably gonna be a lot um, less stressful, a lot easier, and a lot more in flow than it would be if you tried to figure out what you need to do to get something accomplished with your limited mindset and your limited view of the world and what you think is possible. Um, Rotonda said, baby steps lead to walking. Exactly. And you don't even have to walk by yourself. This is not even like a baby when you keep falling down. It's like, you know how when the baby's first learning to walk and then the parents will hold the baby's arms. So the baby doesn't even have to balance. It doesn't even have to do a whole bunch of work. It's almost like that. So I like what you said, Ratana, because it leads us to a metaphor that we can think about when you first start learning to walk that you are not doing it on your own. You get to hold on to stuff, you know, even if you fall, you don't get hurt, you get up and you keep trying. And that's how this is. And you don't have any judgment around that, right? You don't have any judgment about you being a failure or you suck or you're never gonna be happy just because when you first learned to walk, you failed a couple times. This is exactly the same way. So that is a, a really good way to think about it. All right. So he says, focus on the one, not the hundred things. And he also says, this doesn't mean that you should not do any planning. It may well be that planning is the one thing that you can do right now. So let's say, um, think about if you wanted to be a doctor, some of our goals, we know that we have to go through certain hurdles and certain hoops in order to accomplish a goal because there's a path that has been laid out before us in order to get something done. So sometimes we do know that we may not be in a position 
of where we need to be to accomplish that whole goal. And we do know some of the bigger steps that we need to take and the milestones that we need to pass through in order to get what we want. However, um, for, for some of us, it could be planning, but I don't want to let this give you a pass that you think that you have to have that plan perfectly in place before you can take the step, because that's not the way that it works too. So yes, for some of you that are in um, situations and circumstances that are a little bit more complex, there does need to be some planning involved, but don't paralyze yourself to um, thinking that you cannot take action without a fully formed fleshed plan because that is not true either. Uh, you'll hear a lot of successful people say that they just take imperfect action and then they treat it like a science experiment. They just, um, you know, tweak and adjust as they go along. Ratana said, I like the fact of standing and the thought of the steps. Yeah, girl, you brought it up, but it's true. You know, if you think about how you were then versus where you are now, the way that you change and grow and evolve and move forward in life is no different than it was when you were a baby and you were learning to walk. All right. So he, I think he's about to say the same thing that I just said. So he says, planning is one thing that you can do now, but make sure that you don't start to run mental movies project yourself into the future and then you lose your now any action that you take may not bear fruit immediately and until it does do not resist what is so this is important too because um oftentimes we will take action and again because we want to dictate the way that things unfold um, based on our limited understanding of what it is that needs to occur for us to have what we want, then we get frustrated when things don't happen how we want. And we get frustrated when things don't happen when we want them to. One thing that you have to understand, this is an immutable law. There is a gestation period for everything. For some things, we know the gestation period for like maybe, um, like I said, medical school, we know how many years that'll take. Um, for the most part, we have an idea of when you get pregnant, how many months that'll take, but that could still be unpredictable as well, right? Everything has a gestation period. And remember, there's an energy and a frequency and a um, underlying kind of power that starts to shift long before we can perceive that in our sensory experience. So long before we can touch it and taste it and smell it and everything else. So there is a lag time between all of this energy shifting that you cannot see with your naked eye to the time where you actually see things start to materialize and manifest the way that you want. There's a lag. So understand that too, that you may not see things when you want or how you want them to. But that doesn't mean that if you aren't taking positive right action, that you aren't creating change. And so he's saying the same thing that I always teach you guys. Don't take this outer evidence, your outer circumstances that you are experiencing now as evidence that you can't and won't be shaping or have been shaping a better future for yourself. If you can honestly say that you are doing the work and not just doing the work, remember is how you do it. You're doing the work in the right spirit and the right intention to move forward. Um, he says that there is no action that you can take 
and you cannot remove yourself from this situation either, then use the situation to make you go more deeply into surrender, more deeply into the now and more deeply into being because truly is nothing you could do about it, right? We've all been in situations where in the immediacy, we can't just get up and walk away, right? And there's nothing that we can really do about it either. So why, if you know that it's out of your control, why let it take up so much energy in your mental space and in your emotional space when what you could do is just start to surrender because there's nothing you could do about it, right? So just not resign yourself like we said before, but surrender to the fact that if there's nothing you can do about it, then all you can do is just tap back into who you are as a powerful being and wait for that help and that guidance and that information to help propel you forward. When you enter the being, when you enter the timeless dimension of the present, change often comes about in strange ways without the need for a great deal of doing on your part. So he's saying the exact same thing that I am saying. You guys, we've all had situations and circumstances and conditioning from society and our parents and school and all of the things that have shaped the way that we understand our world and shaped the way that we view our world. And in all of those limits, we fail to understand how things truly work. And so I'm just here to let you guys know that he's, he's saying the exact same thing. You when you surrender, you have access to this information that is much higher than your limited faculties that you, um, that you have access to when you're trying to run the show. And in those faculties, in that more perceptive, um, that more perceptive piece of information, these information sources that are available to us, we often have access to not only what was, but what is and what will be. And that library is way bigger than anything that you can use or think of in your own power, in your own will to get things started. And so this surrender will often connect you with this power that will help you change things in strange ways just by dropping into your being. And why is that? Because if you are approaching life from your power place, then you are projecting a certain level of uh, frequency out into your world. And that level of frequency will match you and it will start to, again, help you shape the world by just by way of you being versus doing, if that makes sense. Um, so he says, life becomes helpful and cooperative. So he's saying the same thing as me saying that, you know, life will unfold and life will shape around you or to whatever it is that you want. Your life will become helpful and cooperative. If inner factors such as fear, guilt, or inertia prevented you from taking action, they will dissolve in the light of your conscious presence. Because remember, the more that you can tap into your power, the less room there is for certain energies such as fear, guilt, or inertia. And I see Danny said, how am I? I'm fine. Thank you for joining us. All right. So he's going to talk again about not surrender, not confusing surrendering with the attitude of I can't be bothered anymore or I don't care anymore. 
at all because remember it's not being resigned and just like giving up and not doing anything for yourself but it's also not pretending like you don't care either if you look at it closely you will find that an attitude of i don't care anymore or i can't be bothered anymore is an attitude that is tainted with negativity in the form of hidden resentment and so is not surrendered at all but is masked resistance as you surrender direct your attention inward to check and see if there's any trace of resistance left inside of you and be alert when you do so otherwise there could be pockets of resistance that may continue to hide in some dark corner in the form of a thought or an unacknowledged emotion so as you start to learn how to do this surrender type of living especially when you start to run into challenges where you don't have any um, immediate control over what it is that you can do and change, then you still are going to have to ask yourself, well, am I just resigning to the fact that this is the way it has to be? Because if you are, then you're wrong and you need to go back and you need to, um, you know, go through the surrendering process again until you eliminate these negative feelings and thoughts. You also are going to have to ask yourself if you are mistaking surrender for saying that you don't care or you just can't be bothered. You're cutting people off. You're cancel culturing because that is not true as well. That is not surrender either. Both of them at a level of resistance to what it is that you will continuously experience um, in the present now and then continue to experience in the future, thereby not really changing any of the energy that you are experiencing going forward. Um, and so this is a good question here. The person was saying, letting go of resistance is easier said than done. I still don't clearly see how to let go. And I'm sure there's a lot of us that really struggle with how to let go. Um, so Eckhart keeps saying to surrender and the person is like, but for real, how, how do we do that? Cause you know, it's, it's hard to understand. So Eckhart says, start by acknowledging that there is resistance. Be there when it happens, when the resistance arises. Observe how your mind creates it, how it labels the situation, yourself or others. Look at the thought process involved. Feel the energy of the emotion. By witnessing the resistance, you will see that it serves no purpose. By focusing all your attention on the now, the unconscious resistance is made conscious and that is the end of it because you cannot be conscious and unhappy, conscious and in negativity, negativity, unhappiness or suffering in whatever form means that there's resistance and resistance is always unconsciousness. And, and let's talk about resistance. We can change the word resistance for judgment, right? We could change the word resistance for, um, thoughts and emotions but what he's saying is that when you can step up above what it is that's going on almost like a movie and be the observer of what's going on in your life you step into this very powerful place of presence and when you are in that space unhappiness and negativity fades away it doesn't mean that you're bypassing what is actually going on but it means that you're able to understand and experience it from a more elevated state which is the true state of who you are not your ego not your thoughts not your feelings 
Let's see. Let's see if we can find something else. Oh, we all been through this. See, let's talk about people that want to use us. <laughs> all right. So the question now is, well, what about people who want to use me and manipulate me and control me? Am I sur supposed to surrender to them? And we, and we know, we should already know the answer to that, but let's see what he says. The people that want to use you and manipulate you and control you are cut off from their being or they're cut off from their power place. So they unconsciously attempt to get energy and power from you. It is true that only an unconscious person will try to use or manipulate others, but it is equally true that only an unconscious person can be used or manipulated. That's hard, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna let y'all let that one sink in. If you resist or fight unconscious behavior in others, you become unconscious yourself. But surrender doesn't mean that you allow yourself to be used by unconscious people, not at all. It is perfectly possible to say no firmly and clearly to a person or to walk away from a situation and be in a state of complete inner non-resistance at the same time. When you say no to a person or a situation, let it not come from reaction, but from insight, from a clear realization of what is right or not right for you at that moment. Let it be a non-reactive no, a high, this is, this is a good one, a high quality no. Let it be a high quality no, a no that is free of all negativity so that it creates no further suffering. Danny said life lessons to treat us uh, or teach us fake friends might be typical narcissistic ar archetypes. Yeah, Danny, but I want to say something because Eckhart just pointed it out too, that we are, um, it's real trendy right now to have these conversations about narcissists. And again, I'm not saying that that doesn't exist, but what he is saying is that a narcissistic person is not going to be able to manipulate you or anybody else if they are living in their life and they are living in their power place. So when there is a toxic, unhealthy relationship, uh, um, and that could be triggering. It's not a blame, but it's just saying that there's two people that uh, add and subtract to the dynamic of that type of relationship. And so at some point there's got to be one person that is going to have to rise into their power to not be in this manipulative or you or um, relationship where they're used. And what he also is saying is that if you are standing in your power, that will likely not happen to you in the first place. Um, so for all of us, I love this high quality. No, all right, well, what time is it? On my phone, I can't see. Oh, we got time for one more. Let me see. Let's see if we can find something that we're all kind of deal with as well. Let's talk about, this was a good one, non-resistance in the face of violence, aggression, and the like. Because like Danny said, right, we're all in real relationships and we all are doing the best we can with what we know for the most part. Um, but there are certain times when we are in relationships with people that want to use us. And we talked about that, but also in relationships where people want to be violent with us and want to be aggressive with us. And this person is saying, what about non-resistance in the face of that violence, aggression, and the like, 
And Eckhart is saying non-resistance doesn't necessarily mean doing nothing. All it means is that any doing becomes non-reactive. Remember deep wisdom underlying the practice of Eastern martial arts. Don't resist the opponent's force. Yield to overcome. Because in your own life, whenever you're going to try to resist any of this violence, any of this aggression, any of this uh, people manipulating you, any of these things, when you start to resist it, you create this counter force. We learn this in physics. We create this counter force that creates resistance, which means that you guys are just kind of getting a cycle of butting heads together or what he calls unconsciousness. So yield to overcome. Having said that, do nothing when you are in a state of intense presence. Um, having said that, do nothing when you are in a state of intense presence, it's a very powerful transformer and healer of situations and people. There's a term called Wu Wei, which is translated as actionless activity or sitting quietly and doing nothing. In ancient China, this is regarded as one of the highest achievements or virtues. It is radically different from inactivity in the ordinary state of consciousness or rather unconsciousness, which stems from fear, inertia, or indecision. So he's saying that there's this powerful place that you can be in where you do not do anything. However, don't mistake it for those of you that don't do anything out of fear, inertia, or indecision. The real doing nothing implies inner non-resistance and intense alertness. On the other hand, if action is required, you will no longer react from your conditioned mind, but you will respond to the situation out of your conscious presence. And in that state, your mind is free of concepts, including the concept of non-violence. So who can predict what you will do? The ego believes that in your resistance lies your strength. Whereas, because, you know, we feel like we got to fight back and we got to make stuff happen and we got to get people to understand us or we got to fight our ground and stand our ground. That's what we believe we need to do in order to um, stand in our power. Whereas in truth, that resistance cuts you off from your power place or from being, which is the only place of true power. Resistance is weakness and fear masquerading as strength. What the ego sees as weakness is your being in its purity, innocence, and power. What it sees as strength is weakness. So your ego, the ego exists in a continuous resistance mode and plays counterfeit roles to cover up your weaknesses, which is your power, your being. Cause remember you can shift energy. You can change a lot of different things from that powerful energy. Um, but your ego tries to cover that up and say that it's a weakness rather than what it really is. And that's your true power. So last thing, um, until there is surrender, unconscious role-playing constitutes a large part of human interaction. Unconscious role-playing constitutes a large part of human interaction. In surrender, you no longer need ego defenses or false masks. You become very simple and very real. The ego is going to tell you to become simple and very real is dangerous, right? Because you're going to get hurt. You're going to become vulnerable. Um, you're going to be, that's threatening, right? What the ego doesn't know, of course, is that only through the letting go of resistance through becoming vulnerable, can you discover your true and essential in vulnerability. All right, so we are going to end our book study here with The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment. Um, 
So over the weekend, make sure you reach out and let me know what you want me to cover next and why you want me to cover it, especially for I already have the book here in my library. Um, otherwise, I'll just have to pick and I don't know if you guys want to learn more spiritual stuff because we spend a lot of time on spiritual or if we want to go to back, go back to more practical stuff so we can learn, you know, like I said, the intellect and the intuition so we can go back and forth and marry the two together. Um, we will be here Monday through Thursday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, same time, same place. Um, for those of you, again, that are listening to this and you're not understanding how you can learn how to tap into your power place so you can live a life where you're taking more positive actions, where you're more surrendered, where you can go over past your ego and go back into what it means to be to step into your power so that you can learn what it feels like to tap into that power and um, achieve great things, then I am accepting, I think I, maybe two more slots for private um, coaching. So um, let me know. Um, thanks, Ratana. Ratana said, thank you very much. Enjoyed you. And Robert said she would like to go learn something practical. Hmm. So Robert, you could DM me, let me know what you guys need help with like atomic habits was about changing our bad habits we learned about changing ourselves spiritually i don't know what you may need help on um otherwise i can just pick something that i think will help one good book that i like is called um the compound effect that's a really good book the miracle morning is a really good book it'll help you like start to adopt some thoughts or not some thoughts, some things that you could do to set your day off, right? It's a very easy, quick read. So we probably wouldn't take that long with it. But let me know, love, we can talk about love. <laughs> we could talk about a lot of different things. So anyway, you guys reach out, let me know what you struggle with. And then maybe Robert, you're right. We can kind of go back and forth and go with something that is a little bit more practical so we can get back in to, well, how do we take these positive, powerful actions we take them by being practical in our day-to-day -day and doing things on the day-to-day, -day, taking those small steps on the day-to-day -to, -day to move ourselves forward so we can shift that energy and we can match up with the power of God, the universe, and um, make miracles happen in our life. All right, I will see you guys later. Have a good weekend. Bye.